I was in so much pain. The horse was huge, so my legs had to spread wide to sit astride him. Sitting up straight, to try to keep my balance, so I wouldn't fall off with every jostle, was straining my back. Every step the horse took seemed to rattle my very bones. I held tightly to the prince, much too tightly than was proper, and made me extremely uncomfortable. But I believed I would fall off and be crushed by the dozens of horses behind us if I loosened my grip. I could feel the muscles in his stomach as my fists clenched his shirt. My face was firmly planted in his back, so I could smell the salt of his sweat. We were both so hot from baking in the hot sun, and our bodies being pressed close together. Finally, the prince slowed the horse to a gentle trot. You are killing me, Yatien, he said. Don't squeeze me so tight. I'm afraid I will fall, your highness, I said, my reply muffled in the back of his shirt. He twisted and shrugged his shoulders to force me to let go. You are not going to fall. Riding a horse is easy, especially from back there. Besides, I wouldn't let you fall. I slowly opened my eyes and leaned back to put some space between us. I somewhat loosened my grip, but not by much. The prince let out a sigh. <laughs> Finally, I can breathe again, he said with a laugh. I sighed as well, feeling a little relaxed. How long will the trip take? I asked. About a month if we are lucky. Maybe six weeks if we aren't. Six weeks? I exclaimed. What am I supposed to do back here for six weeks? Hopefully you won't be back there the whole time, he said. You'd better be on your own horse soon. I am going to be so bored, I said. I will forget how to even do embroidery in that time. You complain a lot, he said. This shocked me. I had never thought of myself as a complainer. I admit that I had become accustomed to a rather comfortable life at Lady Tang's school but I had suffered much as well. "'I think I complain just the right amount,' I replied. "'Maybe you are just not used to hearing complaints as a high and mighty prince.' <laughs> "'I think I'm just not used to hearing a woman whine so much,' he said. "'Do you not spend much time around women?' I asked. "'I have a wife, but court business keeps me from her. My mother is in the inner court, so I don't see her much either any more.' but I never remember hearing them complain. They are very strong. So you think suffering in silence is a sign of strength? I asked. What makes you think they suffer? He asked. Because they are human, I replied. All life is suffering. Perhaps, he replied. But your life is about to get much better. If we ever get to Peking anyway, if the Taiping don't stop us. Should we be worried? I asked. Not for now, he said. My force was able to push them back. We hurt them rather significantly. We were able to defeat several of their main brigades. But they have such numbers. I need more men. China is large, I said. Surely the emperor has plenty of men he can call on. We can call on more, but that doesn't always mean they come. Many have flocked to the Taiping side. And sometimes farmers and peasants are worse than no men. They are untrained and unarmed. No, I need a real army, a strong army, a well-trained army. The prince got quiet as he pondered this problem. 
It was strange to me that these rebels had been allowed to run rampant through the country for so long. Why didn't the Emperor stop them? Maybe the Emperor was not as strong as I thought. Where will you find this army? I asked. The question woke him from his trance, as he shook his head and cleared his throat. <clears> throat> what? Oh, never mind. It is not for you to worry about.' 